0: Hello and welcome back to the Bike Walk Wichita podcast. Today we're recording from BWW headquarters and we have several exciting updates and city news to share with you. I'm Kim Neufeld, the executive director and co-host for the podcast. Today I have Jack Murphy joining us.
1: Hi, hope you all are having a great day.
0: In this episode, Amy uh, catches up with Zach Hall to find out how the pandemic has impacted the bike racing scene and his training. We'll shine the spotlight on our newest recycle coordinator and we'll also highlight a few upcoming events you'll want to get on your calendar. So click in or kick back as we talk all things bike walk. Jack, I know you are just as excited as I am to see several new road diet projects and bike lanes being completed around the city.
1: Yeah, it's great. Uh, We're basically the city has been taking these four lane streets and turning them into, I like to call them modern streets. There are three lanes, a center turn lane and a through street, or a through lane for each uh, motor vehicle. And then uh, they have bike lanes on either side. And so I'm really glad to see those things are coming up. Um, It really affects the traffic flow. You'll, You'll see it on Mount Vernon. It's the latest project there. Calms traffic, makes it easier for residents to cross the street. There's a school right there on this new project. Uh, they put in new crosswalks. It's a really nice uh, modern street, I call it, or a road diet, some people call it. And uh, I think it's really nice to see that. We're getting a few more of these projects around too. 17th Street, Kim, you and I were up at the, the, our slow roll up there. and got to see the project going in concrete there. And so yes. that's nice to see that. And then uh, the Waco, there's just a short stretch going between Douglas and Central but that's also going to be a road diet or I'll call it a modern street. And then this Mountain Vernon project, we'll be talking about that a little bit later.
0: I'm really excited. The 17th Street project, not only does that connect the university to downtown, but it also connects people to the Redbud with another, you know, right. kind of <coughs> Connectivity
1: so. is the key. And that's what the residents said uh, way back in our, the meeting where we were talking about that. And we'll talk in a bit about the, the master bike plan meeting, all these meetings, um, there used to be that bike paths were little things in the parks and what people said is no we need connectivity we need connected routes to get around the city so it's fun to see that going on
0: It yeah all these different projects you know just kinda of come together and they're building this network you know across our city and I think that is what's key for transportation yeah. and, and, and so transportation. we're
1: seeing progress
0: we are seeing progress and so because of that we have actually kicked off a new campaign for this whole summer it is a bike walk love campaign and we are really asking people if you are out and you're enjoying our bike lanes our sidewalks paths parks just take a few minutes to send an email and to thank our city council and staff for their support of our local biking and walking efforts you know over the past 10 years
1: yeah it's a really important thing it's it's like a simple gesture but it's really vital to uh, help with the bike pedestrian advocacy efforts. We've heard back from a couple of the city council and staff people, and they're glad to hear from us. They don't typically get large numbers of complaints and community responses. And so when they do get them, if they're all negative, they tend to be uh, over proportioned there in terms of what the community really feels. And so by us being able to go in and uh, share some of the love and share some of the positive things we feel about it, That gives them some political cover and it gives them just a a feeling that they're doing the right thing for our community.
0: It really does. So you can find out information by clicking the link below in our show notes or you can easily go to bikewalkwichita.org and scroll down you'll find the love blog post with all the details. There's a really quick email form that you can just fill in exactly what you want to say and it will automatically send uh, to all of City Council to several city staff who actually, you know, work on these projects and, and make these decisions and projects happen. And then also to a few people in the city that, you know, are kind of behind the scenes a little right. bit more. so Some it's of the,
1: the directors and the yes, transit director. He needs to see this because this is part of it, part of the transportation. And so I don't think he gets lots of emails from the public no, and so yeah. being able to set up this form that people can send with just one click and send to several people works great. I was on the Redbud and noticed that they had repainted some graffiti that I had seen. I had reported it using the Wichita app and the next time I rode by, there I was, it was already painted over. So I stopped and used that opportunity to say thanks to the city and I sent that out. and. Uh, one of the city council representatives said, I'm going to share this with the, the group of folks that do that work, I forget which way, Public Works or whatever. But she was just so pleased and wanted to share that. And so, great, this is a way you can share your thanks.
0: Absolutely, and as you know, years of engaging in grassroots advocacy you know, has really taught us that our decision makers do need that political cover like you mentioned, especially during these hard times. We have budget cuts going on, we have economic instability, there's a lot of projects getting cut and a lot of things being reprioritized. So they really need to be able to hear from us and say, I heard from X number of residents that, right. that they want this project and that it's important to them. So if you could just take a few minutes, go to our website, click on the bikewalkwichita.org love and send your thank you email. We would really appreciate it. And then while you're at it, just turn around and ask 10 of your friends to do the same. (laughs) Uh, You can find all of these links on all of our social media channels, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So no excuse. Uh, If you enjoy riding or walking on any of our city's infrastructure, it's time to say thank you.
1: Say thanks. And Kim, you've got a great reason to say thanks with the Mount Vernon project. I remember you were talking about putting all three of your dots on that project during open house for the bicycle master plan. When was that?
0: Well, uh, back in, uh, I think, 2013, 2014, uh, when the city held its final open house for the Master Bike Plan, I know I was just so excited to walk into that room. I was kind of intimidated. You know, it was pretty packed with different city people and lots of residents. Uh, So that made me feel a lot better, knowing a lot of people. Uh, But I was so excited to see a project that was in my neighborhood where I ride down on the south side. And so residents, you know, were asked to vote on their three priorities using their three dots. So I placed all three of mine on Mount Vernon and was super happy to hear that it had made it to the final list included in the plan. Then nothing for quite a while.
1: Uh, uh, yep.
0: Months later, you know, the city council did unanimously adopt the master bike plan and they did so with the support of over 4,000 residents. That was who provided input. Yeah which as from the council members at that time, they said that was the most they've ever seen of any engagement. So staff really did an excellent
1: job. I remember those meetings and they were so well attended and so positive. The vibe was so exciting. It was, I say this uh, over and over, it's our turn, Wichita. And I really felt it then. It was finally our turn to begin this process. I remember cool. you
0: saying that at several city meetings and I know how stoked we all were, Yeah, um, really about that plan getting passed but then I never really heard much about my three dots.
2: Right, um, Your three dots. But,
0: you know, years later, uh, many projects were funded and, and we've celebrated, they've been completed over the years. It's been quite exciting to see that network slowly fill in, you know, even when things didn't quite make sense. Um, and, but I'd kind of forgotten about my neighborhood priority. Here it is, 2020, six years later, and I found out that Mount Vernon was finished when my husband asked me to hop in the car for a quick ride. No way. I just, I couldn't believe it. One evening he came in and um, you know said, hey, let's go for a quick ride. I, okay. He took me down to Mount Vernon, and he oh, was great. so excited to show me the new bike lanes and signage that was being installed.
1: So oh, fine. Good, good. Because it is exciting to see it, and uh, this idea that, you know, here it is. And it, was, it
0: does happen overnight. I mean, yeah. within two or three days, they had completely resurfaced and, and restriped striped
1: Yeah, and so the whole mile of it between uh, Woodlawn and Oliver.
0: All of these transformations are actually, most of them are quite simple and budget-friendly, so... But that next morning, you know, I just I couldn't wait to hop on my bike and test out the newly striped street. Uh, I rode over to Cessna Park mm-hmm. uh, and got to enjoy seeing several of the neighbors who were all out looking at the different sidewalk ramps and the, and the fresh paint. Everyone was smiling and just really proud that this was in our neighborhood, not downtown, not somewhere else. So, Cool. Really, the Master Bike Plan was one of the first projects that BWW really began seriously engaging in grassroots advocacy and really intentionally developing those relationships, I think, with city staff and elected officials. At that time, we really didn't have a plan. Uh, but we just we knew we had to get the word out and engage as many bicyclists as we could I know that was Barry's goal yeah uh, yeah. right from the beginning uh, and in a really short amount of time
1: right so we learned a lot uh, at the beginning there and and, we really have but that was great because people showed up and that's what was really encouraging is once we started to get the word out more and more people heard and that share it with 10 others I think that really happened then of people just sharing this thing and it became a community movement
0: and little did we know, bicyclists and pedestrians, are they're really vocal and active, and so it's, it's really a great group to be doing advocacy in. Yeah. And I mean, our goal is huge. You know, We're wanting to transform Wichita, and so that's a huge goal to undertake, and it takes patience, relationships, and continued action. That's definitely the, the things we have learned over the years. So
1: like the three dots of it. Your exactly. three dots you put on the map there, and we've got three dots of advocacy.
0: And you know, there's times, you know, for example, calling out the city when they haven't responded to a need. For example, Douglas Avenue, that is that is a huge project that uh, we're still you know, in the process of.
1: And that's where that action comes in because there's times we have to, to step up and see things, yeah.
0: So Mount Vernon was part of the Master Bike Plan and so that really didn't require any specific advocacy. Really, we had already done that years ago, kind of it was just set in place and in the plan which is really nice, but as we know, Douglas Avenue is a completely different story. Its long and sordid past has left a mess, really, of tangled plans and ideas, but no improvement over Mm. the years. That's where advocacy comes in. It means engaging all parts of the community. We have residents, business owners, government, and our most vulnerable friends. You use Douglas for basic transportation needs every day, so... A lot of competing interests and desires for this stretch of road, but you know what? Plenty of space. Oh,
1: that's the nice part about Douglas. It's, it's so wide. It, and it's an iconic avenue. It is. It and is our iconic a main lot street. Of, it's a large canvas to work on.
0: It yep. is. So that's what's really exciting is because we see the opportunity. And our local businesses really need a thriving modern street that is people friendly and that works for all road users to get in to downtown and the Douglas Design District and in those areas. So that, that's what they are going to need to be able to be successful with reopening and regrowing all of their, their local businesses. So
1: yeah, That's that goal.
0: The action we took was speaking up against the latest plans that had been proposed. We realized those plans wouldn't meet the actual goals. They would have made a few minor changes, Mm -hmm. pretty much leaving Douglas as is, just kind of cleaning things up. Huge and
1: wide and impossible to cross.
0: Basically acting mm -hmm. as a really fast thoroughfare just to get through the area, not to actually stop and enjoy the area. To be
1: an attractive Uh, destination, yeah. And so
0: our board president uh, came up, you know, I remember him stepping up to the mic at that public meeting, and he clearly but emphatically expressed our discontent. Kind yeah. of to the shock, I think, of a lot of people because we're known as the pretty positive group. But uh, along with several business owners that night and, and design district, definitely were able to speak up, voice the concerns that we've heard in the, in the community. And the plan was put on hold, um, mm-hmm. and it was determined that they needed to engage in more advocacy and engage more Businesses and residents in developing a plan that works for everyone. Yeah, so it's not all butterflies and daisies and advocacy land uh, (laughs) but Patience pays off. That is what we have found.
1: Yeah, that's it. Those three dots that and we talked about it the patience Relationships and action and those are the three parts that we really need to have when we're we're advocating for a project
0: and now you know during the pandemic shutdown you were waiting and waiting, uh, growing impatient, but we're very optimistic because actually the latest plan that has been developed before the shutdown, really it comes together and it produces that modern street design that we're looking for and it really does work for all residents and businesses. It keeps the parking, it improves traffic flow, it provides protected bike lanes that
1: will be wonderful that'll
0: they'll be the really the first in the city I'll bring
1: my grandkids down
0: exactly it'll be safe enough for all users and you know, for people in wheelchairs and yeah. walkers and scooters and and everything to use so very excited about that plan coming to fruition yeah but as we as we mentioned back again those three dots of advocacy Patience, relationships, and action are really that model that we have found that works. And so we really hope that you will take just a few minutes to engage in that Bike Walk Love campaign. Take your action, show your support for future projects, and be a part of that positive energy to make Wichita really a better place for everyone to live, work, and play.
1: So go send your thank you email and then ask 10 of your friends to do the same.
0: And if you have more friends than Jack, ask all of them.
1: (laughs) Great. Well, it's great to see like projects like Mountain Vernon. Not every modern street needs to be a fight. I've seen great designs out east on both 127th and 143rd. We steadily, we're updating our infrastructure. Now on to Douglas. That's gonna be a showcase avenue for all residents' use.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm really just excited. Uh, advocacy is just one part of what Bike Walk Wichita does. We actually have many different programs to meet different needs of the community and there's many different ways that you can ensure that we will be around to help support the community and continue this transformation that we are seeing.
1: Yeah one way is through membership and sponsorships. This way we can be the voice advocating for biking and walking resources and we can continue this momentum that we have and we can scale up to meet these community needs. We can share what works with more residents to continue to transform our community into one where biking and walking are integrated in daily life, culture, and infrastructure. Members help us do that. So if you go to bikewalkwichita.org members, that'll bring up a form you could do.
0: We are also really proud to promote the good work that is being led by our local business sponsors, Palmer Physical Therapy for Women, Truck Stuff, Medis, Bicycle Peddler, Bicycle Exchange, Heartland Bicycle Shop, Family Care Associates and Visionary Print all help us keep the good fight up and keep the work going so that we can help engage as many people as we can. So we really appreciate that and appreciate you shopping local. I know it's always important to our groups uh, to shop local and support our local businesses. So these are a few of them that you can really specifically help and say thank you to as well for all that they do to help transform Wichita.
1: Yeah, we appreciate our sponsors.
0: And if you know a business that could benefit from our hyperlocal marketing, please contact us and we can share our 2020 sponsorship packet that includes a customized promotion a packet for the year. Let us know how we can help support our local businesses. Our roaming reporter Amy was able to catch up with racer extraordinaire Zach Hall who many of you may remember from episode two.
1: That was a great episode. I love this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, sandwiches. It's a great episode, Mom. go check it out. Yep. Anyway, she catches up with Zach to find out how the pandemic is impacting his bike racing scene uh, yeah. and his training. Sure. Uh, you know, it's definitely throwing a wrench into everything. So let's check out the interview.
2: So uh, Zach, how are things going?
3: I uh, think it's going very well. I uh, continued to work. Uh, I've been was, was lucky and did, was not really affected uh, by the pandemic in terms of of having to take time off from work or, okay. or having to work from home. Really, the, the only thing that was different for me was actually being you know, going out to eat and socializing with my friends outside of outside of work, and also uh, the lack of really the lack of group rides. Uh, right. The further we got into the spring, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously with the pandemic, there's not been any racing at all, uh, aside from uh, things like Zwift.
2: Right, uh, and right, Some of the
3: online racing that's been going on, so I've just been keeping busy, uh, dabbling in a little bit of everything, whether it's mountain biking or Zwift racing, right. or just getting out getting out and exploring and, and seeing what South Central Kansas has to offer.
2: Awesome. It, it, I was very fortunate too that that uh, my job was considered essential and they're keeping us on and, but uh, I've still been biking to commuting to work the social aspect has, has really been hard of not being able to get out and see folks do a lot of group rides and stuff and so right. that's yeah that's been a big challenge. So I know the last time you were on, we talked about some bikepacking adventures you had done, and I don't know if this has impacted any of your bikepacking ideas or, or uh, goals that you had.
3: Not really. I mean, the, the, the goals are still there. The desire to do it is still there. Uh, with the, the stay-at-home orders that the state put out and all the, all the other counties, it's been I kind of felt that it was yeah. only responsible to go out and really do a lot of bike, try to do bike packing or anything like that.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
3: So the stuff that I did do, uh, for instance, I did a hundred mile, I did a hundred mile ride down to medicine lunch at the beginning of May
2: mm-hmm.
3: and went camping overnight with my girlfriend. Okay. And, but we brought everything in with us. Uh, that's really the extent of it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: I'll be honest, I'll be honest. I didn't really carry anything down there ter- in terms of camping gear with me. I uh, used right. uh, since my girlfriend was driving down I let her haul all the yeah. stuff so it's something I'd like to maybe get back to uh, mm-hmm. maybe towards the fall maybe with maybe with race across Texas uh, okay. that takes place in October I know the promoter who, who puts that on and he's been expanding he's been expanding the race for the last couple of years mm. and I was, I was looking at doing the individual time or doing the stage race uh, that he puts on but from what I found talking with him is that they're Probably going to do scale it back to an individual time trial, so okay. that that may be an option for me later in the year to actually really get out and do a full full rollout right. of you know, packing and and a race. That would, that's race, race across Texas has always been something that I've wanted to do, and kind of given the the way things have worked out this year, it'd actually be a a pretty good time to do it. Yeah, uh, wise, we'll see how that works out and and how how things shake out with. uh, with the pandemic, if the state will allow us to do that, it's kind of been where that's been at. In the short term, I've got a few. I've got some ideas for a, uh, a trip across Kansas, nice. uh, starting from starting from the Oklahoma border, maybe down there, down near Ark City, or maybe down in the Anthony area.
2: Okay,
3: uh, yeah, yeah. Just riding the roads down there. I'd like to give a give a give it a shot at uh, making for the uh, Nebraska border and seeing what I could do in terms of in terms of time. I me, that's kind of been a, a goal of mine for a while. So sounds like something to do.
2: Definitely, you might want to re- look at a reverse route in case the uh, wind shifts around from the north, and just start in Nebraska and go to, to go to the Oklahoma border. Because if you wait till the fall, your winds will shift around. Then you've got some push.
1: Oh, definitely.
2: <laughs> I met a woman who recently moved here and and we were biking around town together and she asked me she's like is it always this windy yes yes it is always this windy
3: (laughs) my first time our my first couple months here in 2018 there were days where it would just it just seemed like it was the windiest I'd ever seen I once I lived here for about a year all of a sudden it it didn't seem so bad. And even and now, going on two years, a 15- or 20-mile-an-hour wind just seems normal. So it's like, oh, yeah. I, I know today there was about a 15-mile-an-hour south wind and was just kind of there. Didn't even yeah. really think about it when I went out.
2: Uh, are you still looking at uh, any tra- trans-American race plans?
3: That's a still a bucket list item. Yeah. Uh, trying to work it out with my, my employer, as great as they are and as great as my boss is about letting me off, uh, convincing him to let me off for a month <laughs> <laughs> or more than five, for five weeks from what this, when my conversations with him is almost in, impossible.
2: Right, right. Um, oh my goodness.
3: So I've kind of have to put that out there as a, eventually I'll, I'll do it, you know, and I, I'll, I think I'm going to stick with the, have to stick with the shorter term. The the shorter duration events, maybe something like a Cannonball 550, or the or something like you know around Kansas, Uh, or some some of the longer gravel races. I know there's one down in Texas that the name escapes me.
2: I feel really bad that I'm not as familiar with some of the races around you know around here. Like you mentioned, the Race Across Texas and that stuff, and I just I, I'm totally oblivious to those things, and I guess I need to just start kind of keeping my ear to the ground for those things.
3: Some of that yeah. is just not being connected with that particular group of people, mm-hmm. but other difficulty that I've seen is the ability for a promoter to really promote outside of his region, really get out, and even occur, even within three or four hours of where he's, where he's working, the race across Texas is put on by Spinachry down in the DFW area. And they tend to attract people from from different parts of Texas, but really is centralized in Oklahoma and North Texas. And they'll pull people uh, in from Kansas on occasion. Some of the bigger race teams will go down and do his events. Sometimes it's an issue for, the, for these guys to really get out there, go bigger than just being a regional promoter.
2: Now, are you still on a team? Or uh, has the team aspect of your racing kind of
3: that been a priority or what's how is that going uh so i am on a team uh, i race with midwest masters cycling team out of hutchinson oh okay
2: uh,
3: i got into contact with uh john fairbanks uh over the winter and he told me on the idea that we're we're gonna race as a team we're dedicated we have some goals we want to pursue going into 2020 just the ability to go out and at that time the potential to go out and race with several uh, road racers who were in my category and who wanted to, to move up like I do right. really really sold me on that unfortunately it hasn't really worked out that way
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've raced one race with Midwest masters up to this point and that was at the uh, first rage against the Chain Ring race kind of a wait-and see yeah. Uh, yeah but I'm still looking I'm looking forward to, to getting after it with those guys and, and seeing what we can do uh, even if there's is just the local gravel race
2: some of the the pro teams with you know they looked at moving some of the popular european road races the giro and stuff like that moving them to the fall and so some of those pro teams are just now starting to get back together and train and so it's been kind of interesting just on social media to watch how they tried to keep themselves motivated and how you know now that they're back training as a group what what that's going to shape up to look like so hopefully we'll have some fall races and stuff is there any fall racing lineup for you guys or is that still really just a wait and see game
3: I, I think it depends on the promoter and kind of the location a lot of road racing at this point is is kind of wait and see there are a few people that have put together events there's like the gambler crit down in Oklahoma city that they're starting up. I believe it's like they're actually going to try to race this Thursday. Uh, a lot of the gravel races around here, they've they've pushed their schedule off into uh, late July uh, and early August. I know that Rage, Rage Against the Chain Ring has actually moved their races, at the to the end of July they're going to run three straight weeks uh, starting oh. July 25th. Wow. Uh,
2: okay. So that'll
3: be a probably one of the first big ones that we have kicking off in the area. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, it's, It kind of depends on the promoter themselves and if they want to go ahead and try to put on the event this year. I know that uh, the hondo that was put on by Bob Cummings the past couple of years, he's gone ahead and postponed his event until 2021 because Mm. of the uh, reschedule of uh, Dirty Kansas.
2: Oh, okay. yeah.
3: It's kind of been a free-for-all as far as grabbing dates. and So once we really get rolling in July, I think it'll be almost a race every weekend.
2: That's crazy. So you're, are you training pretty hard or you just, is this like rest time before you, you get pushed real hard? I mean, kind of where are you at in your training cycle?
3: Uh, So I've, I've used the, this pandemic and then to actually uh, kind of serve as an extended, extended winter training Mm -hmm. uh, and really kind of building into building into into form by the time, uh, by the end of July. so i've I've been trying different training methods different training plans just trying to grow myself and 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 find ways to improve so i so i actually just came off a an eight-week plan last week that uh, i felt was pretty successful Uh, and i'm kind of starting into a another another three-week block leading into rage against the train ring
2: okay
3: Um, so at this point actually i feel like i'm pretty much in in race shape and, and ready to go.
2: Great. Um, so how's your, how's your headspace during the, all this pandemic and, and just kind of trying to juggle work and, and not being able to meet people as much and is, is the biking and training kind of helping with that?
3: It is. Uh, well, actually I've, I've been very fortunate that I've actually had someone who's been, who I've been able to to live with while this all of this has been going on so my girlfriend has moved in in with me in in march we've kind of been been able to see each other every day and
2: right yeah uh, Yeah. it's
3: been a big benefit in terms of headspace uh, the stress kind of the stress of everything going on Mm -hmm. uh, and and working in aerospace with everything going on with with the airlines and with uh, a a lot of the major manufacturers like spirit Mm -hmm. and sewing this is stressful Definitely I've had lots of thoughts of, well, am I going to have a job in six months or am I, you know, where's, what's going to happen? My kind of response to that was put my head down and worry about what I could actually control. And that's, I can control the training that I do, the work that I do. For me, it was an opportunity to to grow. And so I didn't didn't let my foot off the gas uh, in terms of training. And it's kept me in a pretty good spot mentally and emotionally
2: good good that's that's great to hear so i i appreciate you taking this time and doing some updates for us shoot us facebook message or something with some races that you're doing or we'll definitely be watching for some results and see if we see you on the podium so good luck and and thanks for joining us today
3: oh thank you for having me
0: well, it's great to hear, you know, that Zach is doing well, and that the races are really figuring out how to shift gears uh, during these times, whether they're going virtual or whether they're rescheduling.
1: Yeah, I've been seeing them out on the calendar. I haven't joined any organized rides at all yet, but you know, somebody that's spent their their life training for these events, it's got to be it's got to be a challenge. So Zach's a wonderful guy, though. I'm glad we got a chance to to hear from him again,
0: and go check out episode two if you haven't yet. So, Jack. Who's the Volunteer Spotlight for
1: July? Well, Garen Hodge is our Volunteer Spotlight. He was uh, furloughed from his job as a power lineman early in the shutdown, and he decided to fix up bikes for people in his Crown Heights neighborhood. And uh, a couple of pallets by the curb, and a new bike co-op was begun. Yay! He was giving away dozens of bikes when I met him when I was riding through his neighborhood. And when I told him about what Bike Walk Wichita was doing with its recycle program, A big smile came across his face. I invited him to see our shop and its 10 workstations and our full set of park tools. And uh, that Saturday, his eyes lit up like a kid in a candy store. He found a new home, a place he could be of service while learning and gaining something of value for himself. He's still running his neighborhood co-op while volunteering at Recycle at least once a week with Recycle. I got to see what makes Garen special the other day when I was helping kids adopt a bike. The last two redditor old big kid bikes had just been adopted when another family came in. The boy was disappointed since he just saw his bike go out the door. Oh, I
0: remember seeing it, he Aww. was so disappointed.
1: And I picked in the shop oh. and asked if anybody had a 20 inch about ready and Garen replied and invited the youth to come into the shop and check out the bike he was finishing. And watching Garen with, uh, with him was really inspiring. In his quiet way, he helps people feel welcomed and valuable. And he knew just what to say and do to help that boy feel good about this bike. And by the end of the test ride, that guy was pumped. Everyone just felt great. That's Garen's way of doing the next right thing and helping people feel better. Somehow, everyone leaves him with a smile. So thanks, Garen.
0: A lot of people are pretty excited to be getting out and about, getting fresh air, biking and walking, and so we are putting on some events. We actually have put on our calendar, and we hope that uh, as people feel safe and comfortable that they can join us. If not, they can always do any of our walks or rides on their own or with their families.
1: Yeah, uh, we post the the route there and and on Thursdays I think we've been posting rides and uh Wednesdays we're having walking Wednesdays. Yes. And so you could uh go to the same park that people are walking at later or you could join people. We're I'm spreading out and way from a distance. Uh, yes. We
0: are we are doing social distancing in small groups, so if you do join us and we are encouraging people to use masks and bring water. So it's
1: Yeah. Cuz most of the parks the water I think all the parks the water has been turned off. Absolutely. So,
0: yeah. so as Jack mentioned, we have our Walking Wednesday series that kicked off again we're doing a do-over and we are visiting a lot of really great parks so every single Wednesday throughout the month of July and into August we will be posting different parks for you to go out and explore so that's those are really fun and Barbara has found some really great parks in each of the city's districts
1: yeah spread out all over town
0: as you mentioned uh, Alan is posting virtual rides on Strava on Thursdays so if you happen to be on Strava or even if you're not you can still access the routes even if you can click the link and access them and it will pull up and there's always a free version of Strava
3: Yep.
0: but we do have a bike walk Wichita club on Strava so if you're on there Search for us and you will find our club and that's where we post different rides and walks and events and different news as well. For example, I saw that someone had posted about a closing that was out on one of the trails. Oh. Um you can always find very valuable Mm -hmm. information.
1: All the social media. And what
0: I really love is the leaderboard. I'm a little competitive. Oh she's moving up. Look out. She's moving up. Just this week I went from Fifty fourth to twentieth.
1: Oh my goodness! Twenty. So that's making
0: me feel a lot better. Uh, Twenty. So make sure yeah, get those miles in. Hopefully, people will be able to join us for our second Sunday slow roll and stroll this month in July. We're going to be at Cessna Park, and we are going to be celebrating the Mount Bvernon bike lanes and those new sidewalk ramps and repairs. So. Uh, we hope you can join us for that make sure you check our calendar
1: this is a park I bet you have never been to and
0: it's, it's a great right there on park.
1: Woodlawn it's a lovely park and, and it actually so, goes yeah. back
0: a long ways oh, and yeah. there's actually the frisbee golf and other things that yep. the city has put in amenities to really activate that park and bring it to life and during the pandemic it has been, it's busy. been packed it yes. is exciting in addition you might be interested in getting the Safe City Cycling class uh, on your calendar. That is July 19th, and we have the online session before, and then uh, we record that just in case you can't join us live for that in, in-person class. And then we have the group ride and the drill sessions on the 19th. Whether you're already looking to hone, just hone your skills, or whether you're intimidated by Wichita traffic, this class is it'll really cover the the full gamut
1: it really does help you to be just safe riding safe cycling and and it's an easy town to ride in but there's some skills and just some things to be aware of people are always so
0: surprised how much you really can manage and direct traffic
1: oh i love that part of it 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 is It's,
0: it's very empowering you know when you're taking the lane and you're pointing and the the traffic's following your rules
1: you belong there You belong there, so yeah. This is what the kind of things you can learn and you can use these at really any level of writing. Well teach you how to ride on the street, turn left, and things like that, but a lot of the skills are are useful if you're just riding in your neighborhood streets or on the bike paths like uh, the quick dodge and things like that. There's just some skills that have been uh, taught and, and we're able to share those with people, so hopefully folks can join us for that. Again, it's on the 19th. Check our website for the information on that.
0: And the class is taught by certified cycling instructors and it definitely will help you learn how to better communicate with traffic and some crash avoidance maneuvers, like you mentioned, to help keep you rolling safely. So, it will definitely change how you ride. Well, it looks like our time is up. Thank you for tuning in and we hope that you learned more about advocacy and what it takes to make a difference. How you can really, your voice really can make a difference. Look for one of BWW's many ways to connect with our local bike ped friends. We have our book club, our walks, our rides, our advocacy alerts, so All different ways uh, to engage with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends. Comment, tell us what uh, you liked, uh, what you'd like to hear about in future episodes. And you can be the first to hear our latest episodes by subscribing to our podcast on Apple, Podbean, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Extra thanks to Jack, Amy, and everyone who helps make the magic happen. We'll see you around town. Bye-bye.